Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day and welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. Darren Mitchell on this Thursday, the 28th of October 2021. And uh, it's right now absolutely pelting down. If you can hear in the background, there is uh, rain pelting on the roof. We've got a tin roof, Calibon roof. So when it does rain, it actually reverberates through the entire house and there's been a lot of hail as well. So if you hear rain in the background, I do apologize it is, uh, it is not the microphone, it's simply the wild weather that is happening right here in the Macedon Rangers right now. And I've got more to, more to come. So in today's episode, uh, I want to talk about a very important topic for leaders, particularly sales leaders. And look, every single episode has important topics, and you probably hear, hear me say this all the time. Uh, this one is probably one of the most important things that we need to get right as a sales leader, and that is trust. In fact, trust should be our number one Priority. Now, I've just come off a, uh, a very interesting coaching session with a client where she was sharing with me how trust has probably been broken uh, at the moment with uh, with her senior leadership team. And unfortunately, it's uh, it's somebody in her senior leadership team who is slightly above her that has broken trust. And it's, uh, it's something that is very challenging because uh, she did have a high level of respect for this particular individual, but unfortunately, uh, something was done in a public area in the in the team environment, and they've broken that person's trust. So, uh, I'm not going to go into specific details other than to say that as leaders, as sales leaders in particular, we need to be so in tune with the example that we set, the comments we make, and the behaviors we demonstrate, because our team isn't always will be a reflection of us. So it's one thing to talk about the fact that, yes, you can trust me. It's another thing entirely to be trusted by your team. Because one of the things that I found out very early in the, on the piece, and even before I became a sales leader, was when you become a leader of a team, you must implicitly trust your team from day one. And whether it be a, a trust bank or whether you call it the trust meter, you give 100% trust in your team from the moment you take over your team. But the moment you do become a leader within that particular team, your trust meter in the eyes of your team is sitting at zero. There is nothing in your trust bank whatsoever. And it's something we have to continue to make deposits in so that over time, our team will and can trust us. And there is a number of things we can do in in building that. That's one thing that uh, very, very quickly can be diminished if we do not continue to be consistent with the example we set and consistent with the words that we speak. Because uh, as this particular leader has found out this week, uh, there is one thing that can diminish trust quicker than anything else, and that is a level of self-interest. So I have spoken about this in the past, but I do want to add a a slightly different uh, aspect to this in terms of what are some things that we can do in relation to building some principles around great leadership, around trust, that we can demonstrate on a regular basis that will help us build a level of trust that we have uh, within our team for us. And as leaders, we have to be really, really conscious of this because no matter where we go, we are being watched like a hawk. Not only is our team watching us, our key stakeholders are watching us, our senior leaders are watching us, our customers are watching us, and our partners are watching us. So it might feel as if all eyes are on us. And you know what? It is true because all eyes are on you. And often, 
people asking the question, can I trust you? So as a leader, and we've talked about this a lot as well, that for, I'll talk about this in the context of our team. Our team are asking three fundamental questions on a constant basis. Now, it certainly plays out when we first become a leader of the team. And there are some people who are consciously asking this question, but most people are asking these questions on, on, on an unconscious level or a subconscious level. And so the three questions are, question number one, they're asking, well, can this leader help me? Can they genuinely help me get better? Can they help me with my with my role? Can they help me improve? Can they help me drive exceptional performance? So that's the first question, can they help me? Question number two is, does the leader care about me? Do, do they genuinely care about me as a person or are they just utilizing me to their own benefit? So if there's a genuine level of care there, then the third question becomes almost like a fait accompli is can I trust my leader? Now, if I can trust my leader because I believe my leader cares about me and my leader can help me, then in many cases, the answer to the third question, can I trust them, is an unequivocal yes. But there are some things that we need to do as a leader to continue to demonstrate levels of trust, and we have to continue to maintain that level of trust every single day. And this is why I say to a lot of leaders, leadership is not for everybody because there's a lot of leaders that get put into leadership positions, whether it be leadership just in general or in particular sales leadership, that they don't necessarily ask for it, they just fall into it. And often they find that this leadership gig is really, really tough because I've always got to be on. I've always got to be on the ball. Even when I'm outside of work, I've got to be really conscious of what example I'm setting because people are watching. And I ran a workshop today as well with a, with a group of individuals and we we're talking about the fact that your branding, your personal reputation goes wherever you are. And if you happen to be out in the, um, in the, in the community and you have a certain reputation about being a, a specific type of leader, demonstrating certain kinds of behavior and putting out an image in terms of this is your reputation and this is what you believe to be true, and somebody sees you acting in a way that is contrary to the image that you're portraying, then all of a sudden they get a completely different viewpoint of you. Now, you might be sitting there thinking, wow, this is context and you know this is out of context in terms of I'm a leader within the business. No, you're a leader, you're a leader. No matter where you go, you need to demonstrate the behaviors and the principles that are that you hold dear to you because otherwise, people will start to have a level of trust that is beginning to be diminished in you. So we've got to be really, really conscious of this. So there's a formula here that we that we always talk about in relation to leadership and trust, and that is a formula that comes from, comes from David Meister. And the formula is credibility plus uh, reliability plus intimacy equals trust. So we call them the three pillars of trust. We've got to be really reliable. So when we say we're going to do things, we make sure we do it. If we're going to turn up at a meeting, we turn up. If we say we're going to do something, we do it. And we do it when we say we're going to do it. If we want to return a phone call, we say, I'll return your phone call within 24 hours, then make sure we return that phone call within 24 hours. So you might sit there and say, yeah, I'm 100% reliable. But if we did a straw poll of your team, of your key stakeholders, of your customers, or anybody that deals with you, and we ask that direct question, is this person reliable? If they don't say an unequivocal yes without even having to blink an eye, then you know what? We've got some work to be done in the reliability stakes. So how reliable are you? One of the things around reliability is thinking about, well, how can I create reliability? And it could be things like speed of response. How quick are you to respond to, to people? Now, when it comes to engagement, employee engagement, and a, a measure of satisfaction, if you like, often speed of response is one of the key measures of levels of satisfaction. So if people get really, really speedy responses, that is, my boss returns my phone calls really quickly, 
they respond to me via email really quickly. That person therefore values me because they are quick to respond to me, which means I feel better having had a conversation or have a dealing with that particular person. My trust can go up because this person is reliable. They're also thinking about things like accuracy and transparency. So how accurate are you when you actually communicate with people? When you send them emails or when you put strategies in place, when you put tactics in place, when you put plans in place, are they accurate? Or is there a lot to be interpreted or a lot lot left to be desired? So making sure accuracy is a real important thing because that points to reliability as well. And the other one, which is linked to credibility, which is the second key pillar of trust, is a thing called accessibility and transparency. So are you a transparent leader? Are you you prepared to have the conversations where you need to have the conversations? And sometimes it's delivering news that is not necessarily positive news. Are you also accessible? I've lost count of the number of leaders that I've uh, encountered in my career who believe the best way of leading their team is to sit behind a desk behind a computer and have their door to their office shut. The greatest leaders who invoke trust in their team, who increase levels of discretionary effort within their team, are the leaders who place a huge emphasis and a value on being accessible. And a big part of that is being visible. So don't sit behind the desk. Always ask this question, is this task that I'm doing right now the very best use of my time? And could I be better spending this time with my team? And guess what, guys? You don't have to have an agenda per se to go and talk to your team and go and talk to your key stakeholders or to go and talk to your customers. What if you just rang up your customers one day and said, hey, I'm just ringing to check in to see how, how things are tracking. And I just wanted to, I was thinking about you, just wanted to touch base to see whether you're okay. Right? Sometimes a call like that can mean the world to an individual, particularly if it's coming at a time when they're not feeling the greatest about themselves or something has just happened and you've got this impeccable level of timing. So be accessible because if you can do that, that again points to a level of credibility and reliability, which are the two key pillars of trust. The third key pillar is a thing called intimacy. And this is where when it comes to dealing with your team and key stakeholders, are you friendly? Are you polite? Do you genuinely care about the other person? So when somebody asks them themselves this question, does my leader care about me? You want them to be saying 100% all the time. Why? Because my my team leader, my leader, my sales leader, they give me time. And I've said this a lot. The greatest gift you can give your team, the greatest gift you can give another human being is the gift of your attention. And when you do that, make sure you're 100% present with that individual at that particular moment. Don't scroll your phone. Don't look at your email. Don't look at any documentation. Don't sit on your iPad. Be 100% present with that individual, which means give them open postured body language, which means give them genuine eye contact, which means give them the gift of your presence. You do that, you'll build intimacy with your team, and that is the third key pillar of trust. Now, if you've got those things in place and you add to the fact that strategies we talked about today in terms of accessibility, being transparent, being friendly, being uh, being speedy in terms of your responses and also being accurate in how, in how you distill information to them, you're in a very, very good position to be trusted. Now, that for some could be a bit of a burden because you might be sitting there thinking, well, I can't be accessible all the time because I've got so much stuff to do because my bosses are asking me to be a, to be to be dropping everything at, at a at a moment's notice. And yes, that might well be true, but you've got to manage expectations. And when the opportunity presents itself, you've got to know exactly what you stand for and what's important. And sometimes you've got to have the difficult conversation to make sure what is more important to you in that particular moment for your team, but also what sort of expectation you've then set for your senior leaders. Now, if you don't have this conversation, then what's going to happen is your senior leaders will start to dictate 
what is appropriate and they'll start to dictate what the standard will be. And the expectation will be, you know what, when I want something, everybody has to drop everything and be a, be a responder or be a reactor to my requests. Now, this again sets the standard. So remember, we become a reflection of our leaders, which means we have to also provide upward feedback we have to continue to build trust with that particular person. Because guess what? For you and your upward leaders, you're asking those same three questions. Can they help me? Do they care about me? And can I trust them? And if they're not demonstrating patterns of behavior which indicate that they care about you, and perhaps you feel as if they're being, you're being used in a big game of chess or a big game of checkers, then that will have an impact on how well you trust that particular leader and those senior leaders. So be very, very wary of that and being conscious of that. The other key thing around trust as we wrap up is we've got to understand that once we've got those three pillars in place, it doesn't 100% guarantee that we will be trusted, but it will go a long way to creating a great level of trust within the team. So in most cases, that will do it, be enough in order for us to be trusted by a team. The, the question, therefore, is, and the challenge is, how do we continue to maintain that every single day to the point where our standards are uncompromised and these are non-negotiable? The thing we have to be conscious, though, is this, and that is, Trust can be very quickly broken and it only takes one situation, one piece of behavior and in some cases one comment to start to break trust or it's certainly to start taking withdrawals from that trust bank. And one of the biggest ways to do this, of course, is to make it about ourselves. So if self-interest is something that uh, you're always thinking about and by this I mean if you're thinking about a decision you're about to make and how that decision might have an impact personally on you, or how a new strategy or a new outcome or a new tactic may actually have a positive benefit to you and you're thinking about, oh, what am I going to get out of this? Then what will happen almost unconsciously is you'll start to see a diminishment of trust start to play out. So trust will be undermined by self-interest every single day. So as a leader, remind, remind yourself of this, that your leadership is not about you. Servant leaders, as we've talked about this week, is all about other people, always has been, always will be. So if we can separate ourselves from the situation and make sure that any thought process that comes into it that might have an element of self-interest, we've got to take that and squash it and move it out of the way very, very quickly because it's not about us. Yes, there might be some impacts on decisions you make and yes, there might be some positive benefits to you on decisions that are made as well, but it's not about us. We don't do sales leadership and we don't become great sales leaders and exceptional sales leaders for what we get. We become great exceptional sales leaders for what we give, for what our team can achieve and who our team can become in terms of exceptional performance. So make trust your number one priority and really ask yourself this question, how would I rate myself and how would my team rate myself in terms of a level of trust across these three key areas? Credibility, reliability, and intimacy. Now, if you rate really highly on that, kudos to you, keep doing it, double thumbs up, you're well on your way to being trusted and continue to work your butt off to maintain that trust. And if not, you've got some work to do. So think about how you can build those levels of credibility, reliability, and intimacy to increase the deposits that are placed in your trust bank. But one thing's for sure, we've got to make sure that trust is the number one priority because that is the key to exceptional performance. So with that said, if you'd like some help in you becoming that exceptional sales leader, hey, I'd love to work with you one-on-one. Got some spaces opening up over the next week or so. Love to have that conversation with you to see how I can help you on your journey to becoming that exceptional sales leader. To do that, let's jump on a call. Go on, get onto Zoom. So jump onto my calendar. Go to leadwithdarren.com. Pick a time that suits you. We'll jump on a call and have a conversation about where you're at as a sales leader, where you'd like to get to, and let's put a plan together to get you there over the next 90 days. So very much look forward to that conversation. And as always, 
Look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.